How did Star Cruiser meet up to our expectations? Let's discuss. Welcome to Princess and Scoundrel, where we take you along our scrappily ever after from fantasy land to Tatooine and everything in between. I'm Sarah. And I'm Steven. And we're talking Star Cruiser again, specifically the expectations we had going into this and how it stacked up in real life. Now, just to start off the video, this is a completely spoiler-free video. We will be talking about different elements of Star Cruiser, but we're not going to be spoiling any of the story elements or anything that we think you would not want to know before you go on your own journey if you're going to go. Second disclaimer, (laughs) (laughs) we paid. Yeah. Full price for this So this experience. is like an honest review. This is a completely <laughs> honest review. We paid for our family of four to go. We did not split a cabin with any other parties. We, and you say four, but it was really three and then the baby. Like two so, and a half, right? Yeah. yeah, so we paid for two adults, our child who was at a child rate, our seven-year-old, and then our daughter is under three. So she was, so we didn't have to pay for her, but we paid for that whole room yeah, yeah. versus some of the other parties that we went with that split the room four ways. Yeah. So a little less painful on the wallet, <laughs> but, but we paid for our full cabin and didn't get any kind of discounts or perks or anything from that. So this is truly just from a fan, two fans. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things like we paid for it was as soon as we heard about the Star Wars themed hotel. Yep. You know, I told you, I, you know, I want to go. Yeah. And so we started saving and, you know, made sure that it was something that it was attainable when it was going to be opened. Do you remember too, everybody's like, the price is going to be 5000 a night. And we're like, oh. Yeah. No, I mean. It wasn't that bad. It's still it, yeah. a lot. But yeah, we were, we were saving like it was well, going to be. Because we, we started looking at like Disney, other Disney resorts. Like the Grand Flow, Alani, like these really high, you know, high priced hotels. Like, okay, they're gonna probably and compare cruises it. too. Yeah, uh, they're probably well at the, at the very beginning. Yeah, at the very beginning, we were just kind of like, okay, what's the most expensive hotel that you could get at Disney? <laughs> it's probably gonna be priced around that. Yeah, and so that's where we kind of like, you know, put our savings to to, um, and then it goes into how Disney first announced the hotel and the parks because you know at the same time they announced that there was going to be uh uh galaxy's edge Galaxy's Edge, yeah and that was exciting too because they talked about that there's going to be characters walking around droids and um what else uh well the hotel part of it it was going to be together yeah it was going to be you know kind of a like one big launch yeah yeah, and I don't know why it didn't happen at the same time. We were trying to, like, figure that out. But Galaxy's Edge opened in 2019, right before things kind of went south worldwide. And given what we know now, having been on Star Cruiser, that was an ambitious project, especially to do both of those at the same yeah. time. So there probably were just delays because there was so much that, they're, that they pushed the envelope with this big time so i think there was just delays to begin with and then you know a multi-year pandemic that we've been in (laughs) also slowed things down 
But having had that happen and the timing of Galaxy's Edge coming out first and then Star Cruiser coming out a few years later, I don't necessarily think was a bad thing. No, I, I think it, you know, it worked in our favor because we, get, we knew the lay of the land. Right. And I think most people, even if you were Batu West, you knew kind of where things were on Batu East. Now, if they would have had two different Batus, Eey. it would have been very confusing to people that hadn't been to East. Yeah. Um, but it also gets you familiar with the time frame as that far as, Star Cruiser as far as set st- in. story, yeah. Yeah, because Galaxy's Edge and Star Cruiser are both set in like that in between episodes eight and nine time yeah. frame, which is still a very new time frame for the, the Star Wars universe, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it kind of got people used to that as well. Well, and I, I think one of the things for hardcore fans, they were very particular that it wasn't the Star Wars that I knew. I think for the people that enjoyed Star Wars, it 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 Galaxy's Edge feels like Star Wars, right? Yeah. The, it has the the grunginess to it, the weather weathered look, you know, the big ships. It it, it feels like Star Wars. Yeah. To you. you you don't need. You know, oh, I want it to be within the the original trilogy. Or I want it to be pre- prequel times. It, it if it's Star Wars and it feels like Star Wars. Yeah. Um, one of the things that kind of went to the wayside from in Batu was the characters, and we we saw like you know a couple of droids out every once in a while. Uh, I don't think we ever got R two by himself on East. Well, they they had the uh, that little, uh, that little coke, not the coke. Uh, oh, like the, the container, the but droid, the, yeah, the droid, the droid thing. carts. Yeah, and they, they didn't had have that. A, like an R two turning its head and stuff. And then you have some characters that roam around, but very limited. Yeah. Like main characters, yeah, roaming around. Ray, Kylo, stormtroopers, Chewie, and and I think one of the things was was they they uh, kind of promoted dressing up. You know, th- doing the costume thing, and, and I think it's a little bit harder for you know attendees to to get dressed up because you're going to a, a park. You yeah. know, it's it's Florida and it's hot, so that's kind of their second thought. You know, there was people dressing up uh, more hardcore in the beginning. Yeah, but later on, it was just you know you got your Disney you know family shirts and, and right. stuff like that. And so. it's also like it's a small piece of. Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Like, we're talking specifically about the one at Hollywood Studios, but both. Like, it's just one land within a theme park. So, if you were going to go, like, ride the two rides and then go hang out in Toy Story Land for the rest of the day, you might feel out of place, <laughs> right? Like, wearing your Star Wars garb. So, th- it's understandable because you're mixed in with people that maybe don't care that much about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And I think with Star Cruiser... It's a whole. It it almost changed the game on dressing up, yeah. Because you're coming from Star Cruiser, where you most people are dressed up into the park, your own separate entrance. So they you, plop you right in the middle. Yeah, you're right in the middle of it. So you don't go to these other lands. No. So you you feel like you are on Star Cruiser, visiting Batu. Um, uh, the way they. You know, Disney first atti- intended. You know, you come from the 
uh, hotel to the the park and being dressed up doesn't feel off, you know? Not at all. Yeah. Like I actually having done it now and they they literally plop you right in the center of Batu. We didn't see anything from Toy Story Land. We didn't go anywhere near like Muppet Vision area. Like all we saw was Batu. And having gone and we're in costume in that moment, I was like, why haven't we always been in costume yeah, when we've come yeah. to Batu? I kind of felt bad. Was like, I felt a little guilty. Like I have, I've done a disservice to Batu. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it just like added to the immersion of Star Cruiser. Yeah. Because you're, you know, you're going on an excursion to this other land, and you, you know, you're visiting there. That it, it just added to it, and I think that's where. Disney kind of got us to be the extras. I know we, we had kind of talked, mentioned it before. Yeah. But we're kind of now those extras of, you know, dressing up and in costume and, you know, roaming around. So it was kind of cool. Because um, you feel cool, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, people I, would I, like come up and talk to us and they're like, oh, are you, are you part of that Star Cruiser thing? You're like, yeah, I am. And you felt different. It was hard to describe. But some of the people on Star Cruiser, they went all out with their costumes. Yeah. They looked like they were extras in a, in a Star Wars yeah. movie or show. And like you said, I think that's exactly kind of what Disney was banking on is like, people are gonna if we up. can get the guests that are paying to be here <laughs> <laughs> to fill in this role of extras, why not? Yeah. Why not do it? And the Batu. I, I, and you know, I, I kind of go back to it. The experience going to Batu, you know, as a park goer is completely different than going as a Star Cruiser guest. Yeah. And, you know, it's again, it's fun to go dressed up, but with Star Cruiser, you've got like missions to do. Right. So you have like an agenda, you know, there your itinerary telling you to go to hit these certain spots. If that was their first time going to Batu, you would not be able to enjoy Batu the way everyone else gets to enjoy it because you're going from one spot to the next, and yeah. um, it does not give you time to just like wander around and look at things, take pictures, and, and stuff. You're you're very much like directed to go here. You're busy, yeah. You're busy, you're scanning, real busy, you know, doing things and stuff like that. So, you know it. It's one of those things where it was nice that they it kind of came out separate because again we we'd already been there so we didn't have yeah. to stop and smell the roses you know to, to <laughs> use that uh, analogy. Um, but I think that's one of the expectations that people have is like, well, I've been to Batu, why should I go as part of Star Cruiser? I want to just be on the ship the whole time because it's a it's a different experience, a fully yeah. different experience going as part of star cruiser you do have missions that you need to do outside of like the play disney parks the data pad that you get when you just regularly normal go game. yeah the normal game you could still do that but don't because you're on a time crunch. you're on a time crunch there was so much to do especially for our situation with kids and whatnot but it just it really felt it didn't feel like you were on a cruise excursion where you're just going and like enjoying the beach and the weather and taking it all in you're like i've got to go do this and this and this and this and i got to ride these rides and i got to go talk to this person like it it's a completely 
different. Yeah, the the story was it it it, it went back to Star Cruiser. Like Star Cruiser has a story. You're touching on Batu because of story elements, and you're going back. Yeah, it wasn't a thing of you're on Batu. Let me go to Star Cruiser to check something out. It's it's the opposite. It, like the feel of it was was very different than you just visiting Batu on a normal park day. Right. Yeah. So then you go back to Star Cruiser, and a majority of the people that are there on Star Cruiser are dressed up. Yeah. And it creates this whole vibe. It was very neat that you're all dressed up and you're like everybody's into it. Well, and I think that was one of the things, the the difference between the Star Cruiser and the park. At the park, you know, like you mentioned, some people don't want to dress up. They just want to go and go to the parks, go ride the rides. And it takes that level of immersion out. Whereas people that are going to Star Cruiser, they want to dress up. They want to play in this game. They want to play in this whole, you know, into this show. So they they put more effort towards let's have more costumes here and, and allowing, you know, costumes to go there. Right. Because, uh, I mean, we had, on, like, on our, you know, voyage, we had Mandalorians, you know, walking around. Multiple full, Mandalorians. Fully kitted up, man, <laughs> you know. The only thing I think was they couldn't wear the helmets. Yeah, you can't walk around wearing your helmet. It's like a safety thing. Like you don't want to bump into somebody or something. But you could put it on for pictures. Yeah. As long as you're stationary and you're good. Like they didn't really. And it was so cool just, you know, hanging out in Sublight Lounge. You know, me dressed as a scoundrel playing Sabacc. Yeah. You know, a Mandalorian uh, at the bar. You know, having a drink. They like walk in and order a drink and you're just like. comes in. So I think. It was the better setting for that immersion. Yeah. Like it, it was, it just felt a lot, you know, you didn't have a lot of Disney family shirts in there. Agreed. You know? And from that sense, when you're setting this kind of scene, you're painting a picture, if you will, of like, you're a scoundrel in the sublight lounge and a stormtrooper walks in and there's a Mandalorian. Did it feel like the concept art to you? I, I think it did. I, I think a lot of the pictures that we got initially, it was, you know, of like the room, you know, the room, yeah. it it was almost like a, it was a like copy. identical. And it, now the, the, the gripe was like, oh, well now it's too, you know, it'd be too small or the, the bunk beds are going to be too small. Right. And I think we, you know, we measured it and it's. We brought a measuring tape, <laughs> we, <but laughs> which it, was it, not the first time we brought a measuring tape. To measure beds at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it would fit a six, six foot. It was six, six foot four, four right? and a half is so, what we measured. Um, but it's larger than a twin size bed, I think. I, so I don't know if it's a full. Uh, well, width wise, it was just like probably a twin. But length wise, there were definitely like set, like certain mattresses like, that were created for or it, those bunks. The, um. But the room so, was not small. No, I, I think one of the things that I I wish they would have had was they had like a storage area. I wish it was like a more a, a closet to just put all the luggage. Yeah, because it had a bunch of shelves, so you couldn't like throw a suitcase in there. Yeah, and it's like I don't need to unpack. Like I'm not here long enough <laughs> to, yeah. to really get comfortable. Yeah, or and, and I know some people like to do that 
at the normal resorts. Like us. But I think you don't have enough time here. So it would almost be, again, to just be able to put it in a closet so your room looks even more clean. clean. and space. Like, yeah. you don't see a lot of clutter on the ships yeah. in Star Wars. I mean, I guess you do in some of them. but. And then, like, the, the bunk beds, you know, I want to mention, they were... They were more, they were hard, they were like a hard bed. They're very firm. Yeah, very firm. Very um, firm. But some people like firm beds. Yeah. Um, I don't, but I wish I had slept in one of them because they were just, they were so neat. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more of just a preference. Like if you like really soft beds or you like more firm beds. So right. It wasn't something you're, oh man, this is the most, you know, it's uh, memory foam, <laughs> you know. It's like you're in a bunk in space, okay? Yeah. Just go with it. <laughs> But yeah, the rooms looked identical to the concept art. The hallways. They I think they widened the, them from the pictures. Because uh, in the pictures, they looked a little bit just more narrow. Yeah. More space, like more uh, ship-like. But I think they had to probably widen them for. Probably for like accessibility and yeah. safety and certain things. But uh, it Yeah, still they're probably was, like code too. They were still, yeah. really, still really cool. Yeah. Like the doors, they, what are those sliding doors? <laughs> What are like those? pocket doors? Yeah, they're pocket doors. Yeah. Rather than just like an open, like a regular door. Well, I mean, there was like was pocket doors everywhere. So everywhere. It was yeah. so cool. And I, I love like the, you know, you hit the button so it, you know, s- slides open, gives you a little. Sh- yeah. That was our kid's favorite thing to do is you push <laughs> the button to open the door. It was just, <laughs> but yeah, it was very it was Star fun. Wars. I wanted to press the button. All right. We never did. But the concept art, for the most part, they did a good job. Yeah. There's some things where we thought we were going to get cool, like holograms. We we kind of got them in the atrium, but the, like the one I'm thinking of was in the the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know if that would have been cool to see it, but at the same time, now that I'm thinking of it, it might have obstructed views. Yeah. So I think they put it in a different spot because. Again, you, you want to have, like, that real big open view. Um, like the hollow sabak. I think it was a lot of the hollow stuff that that we saw and that didn't come. Because they had it on the sabak table, which the, t- the table's really cool because, you know, it's in the in there, mm-hmm. in the lounge. But, yeah, that, the hollow part of it was kind of weird because you had to kind of get at so the right angle to see it. Was it actually hollow sabak? Because I never actually sat down at the table to play. I just watched. I was always standing up when I was around the yeah. table. So the the table, it was like a kind of diamondish shape. Yeah. Uh, and it had four four players. You had your own little screen where it would have the game. And you, you know, you do your different buttons and whatnot. But on the table, it was like a glass, maybe magnifying glass type of thing, where it would magnify some kind of like image. So it was like a screen that was, un, you know, and I'm going more into like the technical part of it, right. but you would see the the cards in like a like was on. Was it kind of like a teleprompter? Kind of like a teleprompter. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it kind of looked like, but you had to be at the perfect angle to see uh, it. And I like so, completely. I don't know why I never thought to sit down because they had little. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but little like button screen looking things it looked like. So that wasn't it? Or it projected up onto those? It, it, you know, it was on the actual glass. Oh. So like on the table. So you had to be sitting at a 
at 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 the table and looking at the screen. I don't know why. See, I never then thought you would, to do that. I mean, I I just looked at the screen that was in front of me. No, oh, you know that's you why could I do that was, too. Yeah, because no. it has the same same stuff. Gotcha. So it almost just kind of defeated the purpose of the cards. Um, so that was I kind of you know it didn't meet my expectations yeah. of, of uh, you know the picture the the concept art, um, but like the lightsaber training, you know that that was like another. You know, we saw the concept, and then, you know, Demaro, oh know, Josh, <laughs> doing his doing his thing. Uh, that was, you know, one of my favorite parts of doing it. Which going into it, what was your thinking on it? Because for me, I was like, I know I'm not going to look cool. Like I just, I know that up front. I don't know how to wield a lightsaber. I'm not a Jedi. I don't practice my lightsaber skills but i thought it was going to be cool enough yeah um i mean you know the first thing is you know i was excited to wield a lightsaber right who's not the the second part of it was you know and i'm thinking like how are they going to make things work that's what i'm like how how are they going to make it feel you know in magic where where, how am i going to feel the magic and i'm already trying to break it down like they're going to do this. They're going to do that. And I think they did an incredible, like watching Demero, you again, you see someone that's not so coordinated swinging a lightsaber. Even in my, my activity of it, I felt really cool. I don't, you know, you weren't there. So you, you didn't, you can't, <laughs> no one could say that it, it wasn't cool, but I saw other people very uncoordinated, you know, trying to hit these, uh, lights you're like <laughs> had one <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was is you so you're you're the the cool thing about the lightsaber was you would feel you felt it, it there was like haptic feedback i want to buy that lightsaber yeah. i know there was well, so much the thing, more than the thing just is, the lightsaber it's not just the light because like the yeah. lightsaber is is just like one of the uh it's like a controller to a video game. No, what I mean it, it well that's the thing there's two parts of it. There's the lightsaber that's a nice lightsaber. You know, you could probably you could find one online, right? You could find better than the, it was better than the Disney one. Yeah. Uh, but the part of it that it was the it was part of the game. So it would have the feedback with nothing hitting it, nothing doing, you know, you were hitting lights, lasers. Yeah. And you would feel it. No, dude, it was the force. So it, it was a force. It was the force. But that was that was what made it cool. Is like I felt it. I felt it hit these. these and even those shields. Yeah. Because it was it was like a, a whole teamwork activity, and so you, the people behind you have shields, and you rotate and whatever. Even that you felt it. Yeah. So like you you felt like you were. Yeah. You know. I was like, if I don't block this, <laughs> it's, it's gonna hit beam me. Beam of light. <laughs> Everybody behind me is gonna be obliterated. But yeah, you know that was. One of the things I was like, oh, man, I, I want this specific lightsaber. And it wasn't the lightsaber that we. Yeah, the lightsaber. But just that one, like being able to not have to hit anybody, anything, I felt feedback from it. And that was yeah. so cool. It was that piece of it was cool. And I I didn't go into the lightsaber training expecting one to look cool or two to 
learn how to wield a lightsaber and look cool, you know, spinning one around in my house. But aside from kind of the, like, the game aspect that you're describing, there's a whole experience that's going on with the person that's teaching you the lightsaber training and the things that they're telling you, why you're even there doing it, and what it means. That part of it, yes, wielding the lightsaber was super, super fun and cool, but that piece of it is what really sold me, and I was like, oh, my God, I am in Star Wars. <laughs> I am I well, am in the Star Wars I, right now. Yeah, I, I think that's where a lot of these experiences, like, it's the experience. It, it's nothing that you could really quantify. It's just like, you know, sitting in the sublight lounge, having troopers come in, having mandalore. Like, it's the experience. Like, you can't replicate that in a if, if you're you're trying to replicate that in a movie like i could see it happening yeah. but in a real world scenario unless you're I'm, I'm, right now I'm, i got celebration on the mind on my mind <laughs> oh but my God. but, it, but th- that's the kind of situation that is it, you're never going to have that but in the real just, world even just going to Ogus cantina in galaxy's edge you can't have the experiences we had in the sublight lounge at Oga's Cantina. No. Because everybody's fully in there and they're just like fully bought in. Yeah. To being in Star Wars. And, and I think that's where it, it just, it felt like Star Wars. Where you, you're just hanging out. You're having characters, uh, you know, walk around and you know, being immersed in Star Wars stuff. And that's what it felt like. Yeah. Oh, we should talk about bridge training a little bit. Because that was another thing that they showed both in concept art, and we touched on a little bit with, like, the table, but when they showed some video of the bridge training, everybody was immediately like, that's not Star Wars. Well, yeah, I think there was it was like the consoles. They didn't, it didn't look like Star Wars. It, didn't, it felt, you know, Star Trek. And, and it's not crisp. It looks like 80s retro, which, sorry to say, yeah. is when Star Wars <laughs> started. <laughs> uh, but I think the problem was, the lighting they they lit it up when when they were shooting in there yeah they like turned the lights on and you saw every everything everything but when you're actually going experiencing it they have like a lot of mood lighting you know diff all the different settings for you know the bridge yeah for, not just the bridge yeah everywhere the lighting was super cool everywhere like yeah. sublight lounge is real dark and moody the bridge was dark yeah which I think played into because you're not really looking at the consoles on the bridge you're looking at that huge screen outside and where the ship is passing by yeah like you see all the planets and stuff like that which is i think there was nowhere on star cruiser that you couldn't take a good picture i felt you could just you know pull out your camera the lighting was like fantastic wherever you went and you could take a good picture yeah except the engineering room the engineering room was it was a bit dark in there it's a little grungy it's a little darker so have a better camera than I did because my <laughs> old iPhone <laughs> did not do so. There was some grainy photos in there. But it, yeah, it was, I think the whole thing with the bridge training everybody, the expectation was, that's not Star Wars. That that looks terrible. It was truly like a lighting situation and that was it. Yeah. It, it when it, you're in the moment and you're doing your bridge training and the other stuff that you do on the bridge while you're there, you're like, Oh man, I'm helping to steer this ship and do weapons and shields and sis whatever you're supposed to be doing. 
you felt like you were doing it. Yeah. No, it, and it's really cool just, again, just to kind of, you know, stand in, in these rooms and just, like, be amazed and looking at everything. I think that's one of the things that you get lost doing, you know, sitting in sublight, sitting in the, the bridge. Um, Which, here's another expectation. I thought we would have more time to just sit <laughs> and experience things. Yeah, you... And, and uh, like, we talk about, it like, oh, you could just sit there. But it wasn't like no. you could just sit there. <laughs> like, it was, you could take a moment, but you're moving moving along to, you know, some other story element. Yeah. Um, I do I do wish it was maybe maybe a day, uh, you know, or I, I wish it was longer. But yeah, if they could add, like, they would have added a day, one more day, it would have been. Um, I think it would be perfect. Yeah. Because you could really sit there and enjoy and that's the thing. Everything there is so beautiful. Like, the details of everything were so well done. And I think the hard part is is because it's so ex- exclusive. Like, you can't just go back and say, I've already been. I just want to go and, like, look at little details. Yeah. I just want to go take like, more can pictures. Can I just go eat lunch, yeah. please? <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those, like, that's what makes it hard is you you can't just go back and, I, I just want to take, you know, some quick pictures here and there. Right. Yeah. And you can't do it all. Yeah. Like literally the way that the story is set up, you cannot do it all. Yeah. And that's. And that was, that was one of the expectations. We thought maybe we could do a couple different stories and kind of like, oh, let's tap onto this one. Let's hit into, you know, see something on this. They, I think we were fortunate that we were able to get multiple uh, elements. Yeah. But I don't think it was the intention of it. And I think that w- that would be one of my, it's not even a gripe, but it was just, I kind of felt lost in my story a little bit. And I think part of that too is because we had our seven-year-old with us and he was making his decisions and then we were making our decision- decisions. So our stories kind of diverged a little bit. And so we had to get back to a point where it was like, you can't run off by yourself. We need to be with you. Yeah. So I think the expectation for the story element is you can't, you got to really follow along with what your story is because it kind of gets lost if you start talking to the wrong people or you like stumble upon something, you might miss what your main story was over here. Yeah. And I think that was kind of tricky too. So also just like taking a step back and just, okay, what have I done so far? What am I, who am I supposed to be helping next? I think that was another one, but kind of playing into the story element. Last big question. Did it feel like star Wars? We touched on it a bit. Did it feel like star Wars? If it felt like Star Wars to me, uh, I think the the refreshing part of it was there was elements of Star Wars that I recognized and I felt comfortable with, mm-hmm. but it was new. It was different, and I, I think that's the thing that there's people that gripe about it that oh, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. But when you go and you experience it, it feels like Star Wars. I I, I didn't not feel like Star Wars. But it felt different and new. And I think that was the exciting part of it was it wasn't just Star Wars that we've all, we've all seen. It was new and different. Yeah, and, and it's I, a new adventure. Yeah. So I think that was a cool part of it. That's what made it exciting was it was new. Yeah. Like it, was, it felt old. It felt familiar, but it was different. It was, yeah, it was familiar. I think that's the, great, the best way to describe it is it felt familiar without feeling like, well, we know we got to blow up the Death Star by the end of this voyage. Yeah. 
or the second Death Star or the Star Destroyer. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a story that we knew what the ending was going to be necessarily. We got to go in and play and we're like, oh my gosh, you can hear Star Wars music. You can see some familiar Star Wars characters. You hear the the planets and the all different things that pull you in and make you know that it's Star Wars. But at the same time, you're like, let's go play. Let's new try stuff, something yeah. new. And it was refreshing. Yeah. It was really refreshing yeah. because it wasn't an old Star Wars story. You really felt like this is your Star Wars story. Exactly. And yeah. th- that was, it was perfection in that sense in that it it felt personal. Yeah. Yeah. I think one last thing to it is it feels personal, but it's a shared experience. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. We have been excited about this for the longest time. And we fully expected to just go as our little family and go experience this. We were fortunate enough that we made friends with people that were going on the same voyage with us and kind of within the Facebook groups for our voyage and just meeting people along the way that were going to be there at the same time. We went into this meeting people in real life that we had never met before in person. Yeah. Getting to experience something so immersive with them and something so Star Wars and something we all loved so much, I think also added to how impactful this experience was. Well, yeah, I, I, I definitely think the group experience or just experiencing it with other people that were there to like a like-minded yeah like-minded like they just had it they were wanting to enjoy this experience it was incredible because you know there was parts of our group that you know we got to connect with and have fun with but there was a lot of people which is not my norm to talk to random people but (laughs) you know you're just again hanging out and you see somebody you start talking to them talking about costume or whatever and you know appreciate the hard work that they did and they appreciate you know your costume so you you get to know them and then again you're seeing them you know running yeah, there's back not and that forth. many people on the ship so you know you like hey what's going on you know or they change costumes or something like that oh i like that one yeah um like walking into the sublight lounge and you it's maybe at least a little bit knew everybody in there yeah you're like, oh my god, is the sublight lounge like my cheers? <laughs> like this is amazing. Yeah, yeah no, it it was, you know, again, it was super fun. Uh, and that was like one of those expectations. You know, we thought we would go and kind of experience it. We knew it was probably going to be, you know, higher end, and so we probably wouldn't go again. And as the trip progressed for us, we were kind of like, oh, we, you know. We, we should come again. We should come again. We talk in target group like, oh, we, we, we got to come again. And it each each little interaction that we have, you're like, no, we definitely have to come back. And, you know, OK, when's the next trip? And to. All right, Sarah, go ahead and start, you know, looking up, looking up dates or yeah. you know, <laughs> trying to figure out, coordinate <laughs> when is the best time to go back again. Um. Yeah, it went from a, oh, man, it would be so cool to do this again. And then it just, like, progressively got to the point where it was like, no, when? Yeah. We're, like, this is happening. Let's just pick a date. Well, and, and you know, we talked about connecting with people on our voyage. There's people that have gone on different voyages that 
are saying, "Hey, let's 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 form <laughs> another you know group for a different voyage." Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like people are excited for it, and you know, again, it's it's not one of those things. I think you know you could do every other weekend. No. You know, I mean, if you can good for you but yeah, it's just it's emotionally draining too no. to do it well i think it's because you get very um very involved in the story like you give a lot and, of yourself uh, to yeah. it but yeah it's <laughs> it feels very similar to when we went to disney for the first time what was it five years ago and we're like this was cool we should do it again sometime to then by the end of the trip we were like so annual passes how does that work <laughs> <laughs> this is feels like that yeah it's like are they gonna do annual passes for star cruiser <laughs> yeah they, can we get the, a punch uh, card maybe a punch it card the uh no, it, it definitely you know exceeded my expectations uh you know there there definitely is like things that i could gripe about but it wasn't enough to ruin my time no you know r- ruin my experience uh they Again, you know, we we had talked about the the biggest gripe I probably had was having to pull it, push a stroller around, and that's nothing to do with Star ex- Cruiser. Star that Cruiser. was fully on yeah. us. I was so, yeah, and I would say my biggest gripe was just like there wasn't enough time. Yeah, yeah. well, that that was that's not. Yeah, I wish maybe there was another day, but like I still had so much food to eat, and I still had so many drinks to drink, <laughs> and, then, and I wanted a nap in the bunk bed. Like my entire. It's not even a gripe. Is like my wish is that I had more time on more, the ship. Yeah, and, and I think that's yeah the sentiment and of most people that every, we talk to is everyone that I have talked to that has been on this, like you said, from our voyage, ones that have been before, ones that are there like right now. Like I have somebody that's there right now, a friend of mine that's like bef- they already booked a second voyage before they went on their <laughs> first one. <laughs> but it's it was so much fun, and so. Since we paid for our whole cabin, was it worth it to you? It, yeah, it was worth it, you know. Obviously, right? We're yeah, already obviously. like, we're going back. Yeah. <laughs> when it, we, was, it was worth it for when me. When we can, for us, we're going so. back. Yeah, it was. It's so hard to put into words. And we're doing our best. Yeah. That's no, why I, and we've I, got this podcast. Th- you say <laughs> that. It's so funny because when you ask somebody, like, how was it? I feel like every time it's kind of like the person stops and is almost like how wandering, you know, through their mind of like, how do I describe what I experienced? How do I say it in so few words? And exactly. it's, it's one of those hard things. Like you can't just say it like, oh, it was this, you know, it, it, yeah. it's the Star Wars hotel. And it's not, it's not that. And it, maybe that's why people say like, it's a Star Wars hotel. It's like, I don't. How long, how long do you have, <laughs> how, how deep do you want me to go into this? Yeah. Or do you just want me, is it like one of those like, oh, how's it going? You're like, oh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, how's it going? It's, like, let me tell you. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, definitely. It, and, and the crazy thing is, is it's almost with, with all the Star Wars that we're getting now, it's just like, uh, re, reigniting that spark of, uh, of Star Wars. Did you say ignite this part? <laughs> but it, it, it's 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 so nice that you know again we have the shows we have you know Obi Wan coming out. Yep. Like there's so much Star Wars that it it's you feel a little guilty You're like this is so much. It, well, Star it, Wars. it's one of, like you get afraid that it's 
something's bad's gonna happen, right? They're gonna take all the gonna Star take it all Wars away. away. Uh, but you can't with Star Cruiser and Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I guess you could, but that's evergreen. We've got it forever. Yeah. So I don't know. I, again, I'm 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 happy. I'm happy right now. So I'm happy too. I'm happy reminiscing about it. <laughs> I just wish we were back, but we're not. We're here. But I think that's a good point to wrap it. So. Yeah. If you have watched this and enjoyed listening along to Star Cruiser, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. Or if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, consider following or subscribing, whatever it is on that podcast app you listen to, because they're all slightly different. <laughs> Princess and Scoundrel is part of the Thank the Maker Network. So if you want more Star Wars stuff, go listen to Adam, Ryan, and Nick talk about their adventures in Star Wars shows and whatnot. And go check out Armor Party. Uh, Mike Forster hosts real cool podcast about Star Wars costumes. Got me to get my first TK kit. <sighs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so go check him out. And you can find new episodes of Princess and Scoundrel anywhere you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube. Until next time. Bye.